We were two for two last week on the upset specials. Oh, the boys are back in town for some more. It's week nine in the NFL, and it's time to pick some games. And the pre-snap starts right now. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast weekly wagering show brought to you by LineStar, the top rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, Joe Pizapia and Mike Randall. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the LineStar app. It's me, and it's Mike Randall, and we are here picking games for you, doing the spreads, doing it all, and uh, we're a full-service podcast here on the LineStar app, and I want to remind everybody, there is no better set of tools than the LineStar app, so go out there right now, go get the app, and download it, and make sure you're upgrading to that premium product. I'm telling you, boys and girls, it's part of the reason we're so good at our jobs is because they give us the tools to be so good at our jobs. But Mike Randall, two for two. I got the Dolphins to cover. Not by, you know, not by much, but still a win is a win is a win. And I know at halftime they were winning and you texted me and you're like, oh boy. And I said, let's, let's just wait. It's, it's early. <laughs> sure yep. enough, the Steelers won that game, but you were right with Philadelphia as well. So we are back on top two for two this week. Very happy about Philadelphia, and you're too kind. You know that's not what I texted you. You're, you're paraphrasing, okay? You are the man, and I can't wait until our Charger pick because I'm just not picking it. I'm following whatever you say. Well, you did it last week, too. You just followed this. last week. And that's it. No, I'm not even talking about it. You're going to ask me, and I'm going to say, well, what do you think, Joe? And then whatever right. you say is going to be right. It's that I am I am the Charger Whisperer, which is the worst possible skill. What a, what a useless skill in life. Of all the things you could be good at, I know when the Chargers are going to win and lose football games. And uh, in case you're keeping score at home, have they had a bye? I don't think they have. Have they? They have not, no. They have not. So I am now 8-0 on the Chargers this year. So that's terrifying Um, and awesome at the same time. So basically, when we hit that, you know, just pay close attention because that's basically money in your pocket. (laughs) That's what it is. Um, All right. So obviously last night, Thursday Night Football, no surprise there. So, um, you know, it was nice to see Kenyon Drake be useful. That's what this is a shocking how you know guys leave Miami, especially running backs, and become useful fantasy running backs, even in a tough situation last night. Look at Kenyon Drake being a thing. Can that you think that can sustain it all the rest of the season? It's so ridiculous that he comes <laughs> over and it's it's damning to Miami, and it's oh, also yeah. and it's also damning to David Johnson. I mean, he oh, yeah. they they faced the Niners last night, uh, one of the best, obviously second best defense in the NFL this year. And he was getting whatever he wanted. He was getting passes out of the backfield. He would look. He had strong burst in the hole. Damning to both here. Can he be relevant? Well, this stretch is terrible. Two San Francisco, one Tampa Bay. But he's off to a great start. Yeah, it, absolutely. And uh, it's it, this is why I was excited about Kenyon Drake the last two years. And then after trick or treating, I got home and I checked it out, and I was like, oh, well, look at this. Look at Kenyon Drake doing things in the football field. This is what I've been talking about for the last two years, and people think I'm crazy, but I, and I am, but I'm not wrong about this. Uh, speaking of which, did you dress up uh, for Halloween with the kiddos, or are you uh, not dressing up because the kids are too old? Where are you at with that whole thing? Oh, I have no problem dressing up. It's just heavy, heavy rain yesterday, so oh. I was more the umbrella man walking them yeah. around up and down. Yeah, it was. Uh, the son was a shark. Daughter was uh, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. So oh, it was very nice, go. but heavy rain. But that that doesn't keep us from trick or treating. It just may keep us from dressing up. 
Yes, uh, we got lucky. We got the window from five to seven where the rain finally stopped. And then we had a tornado basically come through town. And no, I don't live in Oklahoma. We both live in freaking New Jersey. So um, don't ask me how that happened. But uh, the basketball hoop got knocked over. All kinds of crazy stuff happened around here. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I was like, what? I thought the house was going to, speaking of Dorothy, <laughs> I thought the house was going to pick up and fly away. So <laughs> maybe it would land on Matt Nagy. That would be great. Maybe or Adam Gase, even better. Let's land. No, that, that was Gase. just uh, that was just Jimmy G hitting on Aaron Andrews at the end of the game last night. That's oh, that I didn't is. see that. Did that happen? <laughs> she asked her, "How does it feel to be eight now?" He goes, "Feels good, baby." And like Andrew <laughs> just starts laughing, and it's like really awkward. It's like Jimmy G. Belichick's always right, Joe. He's always, always <laughs> he always knows. Hey, but if you're Jimmy G, you feel you know you're pretty mad. You kind of feel like you can do that. See, he can get away with that, right? Because he's pretty. I can't get away with that. I do that, and all of a sudden, it's a sexual harassment thing, and I'm a miserable person. But uh, Jimmy G's handsome. He also can't get away with it if they're two and six. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) You never hear Brad Pitt getting accused of sexual harassment, right? Right, (laughs) Because it's Brad Pitt. Everyone's like, well, he's very handsome. Right, exactly. All right, let's uh, let's get to some handsome picks here. Let's start with that London game. Jacksonville Jaguars, Houston Texans. This one's in London, which is basically a home game for the Jaguars. Let's be honest. They play there so much. Uh, waiting for this franchise to just move there already, for God's sakes. Uh, but they are actually uh, one and a half underdogs here. And I got to say, I love this. I love this. I think this is an upset waiting to happen. No J.J. Watt, some, some uh, issues on the Preach. secondary. Preach. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I feel good about this. And especially after last week, I think there's a lot of money going to the Texans side because of the win last week. But I think Minshew can go out there and I got to watch a good chunk of Minshew against the Jets last week. And I was very impressed with him. Very impressed with DJ shark. Those guys are for real. This is not a fluke. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on down there. Um, So give me the Jaguars with the one and a half. I'm all in here. So I guess you're with me by your thunderous applause. Oh, this is Vegas making a mistake. It rarely happens, but they've made it here. Houston has never played in London. Jacksonville now has played six games. The last few games, they played very, very well. Two and one with a tough loss to the Eagles. Uh, Deshaun Watson usually struggles against the Jaguars in his career on only 158 passing yards, uh, half a touchdown per game. He really has struggled. Remember the game earlier this year, 13-12, they stuffed Fournette down in Houston. They are going for the two-point conversion. No J.J. Watt. Texan secondaries banged up. Wrong team is favored here. Love the Jags. Absolutely love them. All right. The number's 46 and a half. This one I don't care for. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not going to mess around with this one because I don't know how it's all going to work out. Plus, you always got to, I would figure over if you had to ask me just because Watson is Watson and he's going to find a way to score some points. But at the end of the day, I, I don't feel great about it either way because you just never know what happens to a team on that travel. So I'm fading this one personally. Do you have more of a feel for this? Because I don't. Uh, I would probably lean under, but I'm running away only because of Watson's struggles normally against Jacksonville. And now he's going over to the pond and weird stuff happens. Can the weird stuff mean he throws three touchdowns against them? I guess. But there is no Will Fuller. Kenny Stills is dropping balls left and right. Eh, I think it's a runaway. All right. Next one is Bears going to Philadelphia. The Eagles favored by four and a half. They're going to get Deshaun Jackson back for this game, correct? Like, I, I'm not living That's in an alternate universe, yeah. right? Like, it actually is going to happen? Okay. <laughs> and I think that really helps, especially Zach Ertz, because you need somebody who stretches the field, and I think that's what where the Eagles' deficit is right now. It'll help the running game, too. Just the presence of a guy like that on the field is helpful. And, you know, you hit him for one big pass, and next thing you know, everybody's got to make adjustments on defense. 
I don't like the Bears' ability to repeat what they did last week, running the football, not against Fletcher Cox in this front. Don't like it at all. So I don't think it's a comfortable cover for the Eagles, but I feel okay about it. Like I, I'm, I'm not touching the Bears. I just I have zero faith in them. I have zero faith in Trubisky. It's a road game for them. I think Eagles getting another piece back is a big deal. Uh, the fact that Miles Sanders can play in this one's a big deal too. So give me the Eagles. My grand will worry you with this four and a half. I'm more confident. Eagles by 14. They're, they're, start, Ooh, they're starting okay. to get right. I, I believe are. in great coaches. Peterson has proved his mettle. They're getting healthy. They're going to ram the ball down the Bears' throat. No, Hakeem Hicks has changed their defense. It they're has. really struggling. Ertz has got to have some regression at some point. Djax comes back and opens up the field. The Bears are going to want to run. David Montgomery finally was freed last week, and now he faces one of the toughest run defenses at home here. Eagles team finally coming home after a bunch of games on the road. I think this is an Eagles smash spot. I really do. Now, just to be clear, I don't know if you had your coffee or enough coffee yet, but you did use the word great and Doug Peterson in the same sentence. So I just I, to- I, listen, I, I put it this way. He's proven it more to me than Matt Nagy. How about that? I think Matt Nagy's struggling right now. How about yeah, that? Well, Matt Nagy, I think, is is a slave to what the organization wants him to do, which is make Trubisky a thing. And I think it's I think it's putting his job in danger if he doesn't get it straight. And no matter what, you need to turn around and hand the ball off 20 times to David Montgomery, or you don't have a chance for the rest of the year. I'm sorry. It's just it's just how I feel about it. the how, number 41 you- and a half. Where are you at with that? A 41 and a half, I'll go over because I do think the Eagles are going to score. I don't understand how Matt Nagy could run the ball five times two weeks ago. I don't understand that. I know it was the Saints. That that one really bothers me because they just – you're going to put it in Trubisky. It's a winnable football game. It's a winnable football game. Absolutely. This one, I I just think – I think the big greater than sign, right, on social media, I'll take Peterson greater than Nagy. I'll take Wentz greater than Trubisky. I think Jordan Howard, him running, going to be much more effective than David Montgomery. So greater than signs all over the place. I think the Eagles score. I'll take the over. All right, Mike Randall, very confident there. All right, Indianapolis Colts, another basic pick game. They're going to travel to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Colts are favored by one. Uh, see, the Colts are always tricky because they kind of drag you down to their level and they slow the pace, which is what we talked about last week. And everything we talked about last week happened last week. It was like unbelievable if you watch that Colts game. It was exactly what we said was going to be. It it came to fruition. And the Steelers kind of struggled in that first half. Now they're getting Jalen Samuels back, which is a good thing. I think the Colts can eke out a victory here. I really do. Uh, I understand the danger here. It's on the road. It is Pittsburgh. Crowd will be hyped up, you know, coming off a W. But I just don't think they have the personnel to match up with the Colts on the fronts. And I'm talking about the offensive line and the defensive side of the football, too. I just feel like the Colts are better both spots. So give me the Colts in this basic pick How about you? You know, if it wasn't Frank Reich, I'd feel even more confident. Mike Tomlin, historically, with Vegas, has done very well when he's the underdog. He's a big let's-go guy, gets him fired up. Where he struggles is in those spots where he's the big favorite, particularly at home. I know it's Mason Rudolph. I just think I'll take the home team. I think the Steelers have a good defense there up front. Jacoby Brissett's been okay. Is he really ready to come into Pittsburgh in this spot and continue things going? They've struggled the last couple weeks. That's an odd 15-13 game against Denver at home. Very, very odd. I think they're still living off a week five. I I agree it's close. I will take the Steelers and the point at home because of Tomlin's history here when he's the underdog. All right, and the number here is 42. I'll go over here on this one. Not by a lot, but I, I do think this one can get to the over a little bit. How about you? 
I'm going to go under. I, I, okay. They have I, – I think Mason Rudolph's limited, okay? He's got to find a way to get Juju Smith-Schuster more involved. He but is, I but think- Deontay Johnson was impressive. I will say that last week. I was very impressed with him. He's a good buy low, and I'm going to keep saying it. Keeper leagues, dynasty leagues, season long, buy low on Deontay Johnson right now. Next year, I think he's that number two in that Ben Roethlisberger passing game. Enough said D- there. Don't be surprised if they pull a little wildcat out with Jalen Samuels, too. Again. Oh, so, that's, yeah. yeah. He's going to touch yeah. the ball a whole lot. And that's why I think this one can go over because I think – they can do a little bit more when they have Samuels because he brings some different elements there uh, to the football game. Next one is Minnesota Vikings going up against the Chiefs without Mahomes. The Vikings are road favorites by one and a half. So I want to hear your thoughts on this one first. So obviously Cousins played very well. Offensive player of the month. Can you believe that? My God, what a difference between September and October. Holy crap. And now, now you're bringing Dalvin Cook. You're bringing all these pieces here. You got Thielen back. Everybody's healthy. And they're going to roll into Kansas City with Matt Moore. So do you think the Vikings go in there and win this one easily? Or is this uh, maybe a trap game potentially? The Chiefs' pass defense is better than you think. That Where they struggle is against the run, and they should be getting a couple pieces back here. I think Matt Moore is serviceable with Andy Reid. It's almost like a Sean McVay, Jared Goff, Geppetto situation. I'll take the I'll take the Chiefs getting points at home any day of the week. Matt Moore still has a lot of weapons there, and he can use them. A Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill. I think this is a Sammy Watkins sleeper day, Joe. I think he could have a nice game here. I like the Chiefs at home. I, I just I, I'm not but Cousins. I know he's played very well. I get it, but they had a, they, when they're healthy. That Chiefs defense they can press you. They did it in Denver. They can certainly do it at home against the Vikings offensive line. It's sketchy. You're going to see a lot of Dalvin Cook. I understand that. But I don't like giving points if the Chiefs are at home getting points. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab the Chiefs even with Matt Moore at home. Yeah, I can understand that. I, I think there's definite trap potential here in this one. So everything you're saying is right. Uh, there's no number for this one, or am I crazy right now? I'm looking in here on FanDuel Sportsbook, and I don't see a number for this oh, game. Let me see. Yeah, I I, let me see what I got. Uh, they might have yeah, that one down or something. I got nothing. Maybe they're still waiting to hear about injuries. All right, well, yeah. I'll the feeling. It's because of feeling, right? That's probably yeah, it. probably. All right, I'll set one anyway. Let's say. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Joey Vegas. I'm going to set some numbers. Hey, eh? uh, let's, <laughs> let's set this one at 48. That ooh, seems reasonable. 48. See, you just said, Ooh, that's, that's why I'm a good Vegas. one. I, I'll take number. the under 48. on 48, 24, 21. I win. I'll take the under there. All right. There you go. I'll get it. I'm going <laughs> to go with you on that one too. All right. So jets and dolphins now. All right, here we go. <laughs> Sam Darnold has looked as bad as you could possibly look. And I'm laughing, and everyone knows I'm a Patriots fan, so I, I enjoy when the Jets, you know, jet, when they jet real hard. And they, they've jetted real hard the last two weeks. And then at the trade deadline, we're able to alienate not one, but two of their best players on either side of the football, all in one afternoon, and then not trade them. So good job, Adam Gase and company. Well done, boys. Um, now they are three-and-a-half-point favorites over there against the Dolphins. And I could tell you this. The Dolphins keep coming out in the first half of football games with a good game plan. Then Mike Tomlin, uh, you know, other coaches, McDermott make adjustments and they can't adjust back because they don't have the personnel. I know Howard's out for this game. I get it. But if you're looking for where the Dolphins might pick up a win this year, I think this could be the game. And very at the very least, I think I feel pretty good about this Dolphin side of the three and a half. I'll take the Dolphins with the points here in this one. I know it sounds crazy. I just feel like the Jets are starting to implode. And this could be, oh, this could be just the end of the Adam Gase era <laughs> before it even began here, potentially. Now, maybe I'm overrating what I've seen the last two weeks. I understand the Dolphins aren't the Jaguars. They're not the Patriots. But 
the Jets are sputtering a little bit right now, and they're going on the road, and Miami, I think, is starting to play better football. And if you don't think that, then you're not watching. So Mike Randall, am I crazy here taking the Dolphins side of this game? Jets will probably still win, but I think this is a very close game here towards the end. There's only one thing that is giving me pause on taking the Dolphins. I really wonder if they are openly tanking. I really wonder when they're up 14-0 against Pittsburgh late in the second half, in the first half, and they are have a third and 20, and they blitz the house and leave guys in man coverage so that they can get one-on-one and give up a long Steelers touchdown. That stuff is odd. It's not fundamentally sound. I just wonder if they really want to finish with the number one pick that badly. I'm going to take the Jets. I've seen too many weird things. I agree with you. The Jets are are suffering. They do have a good run defense, have a bad pass defense. Ryan Fitzpatrick could do some things here. Le'Veon Bell was complaining earlier this week. Maybe it's a squeaky wheel. You know Gaze can be real petty. He can be vindictive. He can want to get people back here because he got dismissed. So I think he will really get after it. I don't like it. I don't feel great about this pick, but I just have seen enough with the Dolphins. Like, are they really trying to get the number one seed that badly? I mean, this could potentially, Joe, throw it away if they beat the Jets. And I wonder, because how do you, you're third and 20, you're 14 nothing on the road, and you end up leaving players one-on-one wide open. Why are you playing that sort of defense? It really raises suspicions for me. I'll take the Jets. I just, I get it, and it's weird stuff, but- I don't know. I don't feel good about it. Uh, you make you make some good points there. The number's 42 and a half. I, I'm running away. I have no idea. <laughs> like, oh, I think both teams are going to score. I think they'll yeah. both score. I'll take okay. the over. Yeah. I'm going I'm to take – if you have to, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to go on the other side of this one because this game could very well go absolutely bananas in points or it could absolutely become like one of these like 13-10 just absolute just grueling – slobber knocker kind of a games which you just hate uh just just because but neither team you know can you can go out there and just show you that sometimes execution is not within their realm of possibility this next one here is fascinating the titans going on the road to the panthers Pan- panthers are favored by three and a half here kyle Allen has not played well i understand it's mccaffrey so i understand why the panthers are favored but i can make a strong case for the titans right now since Tannehill's taken over they played very well johnny smith has been a nice little addition there over in the tight end spot. I feel like the Titans are kind of shedding all the old. It's like a, you know, like an animal that kind of sheds its old skin and then it feels all renewed. Yeah, I feel like, you yeah. know, you got rid of Mariota, you get rid of Delaney Walker. You're kind of moving on from all these things here. And this is a different team with a different outlook. And I think this one's going to be close. I will take the Titans with the points, but I think Carolina still wins this football game. How about you, Mike? Yeah, we're in lockstep on that one. I agree on both sides. Since Jeffrey Simmons has come back, he's changed that defense. They can get pressure up front there. The the Panthers certainly struggle against the run. I think we saw that. So here comes Derrick Henry. I do like the Panthers to bounce back. I like their defense to bounce back here. But Tannehill will take a couple shots downfield and will have some opportunities. Simmons makes a big difference for the Titans on defense. They've been pressuring it more. They have a good front group. By the way, they have not allowed a team to get to 20 points this year. If you think about it, they haven't. So, again, really sneaky. I agree with you. Titans with the points, Panthers for the win. All right, and the number here is 41 and a half, Mike. Where are you going there? Oh, gosh. Uh, it's kind of a runaway for me. Again, it's right at that spot. I, I think both defenses will play well. Do I think Allen and Tannehill will light up the skies? No, it could be a heavy running game. So, it's right at the number for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass. All right, uh, let's move on. Washington Redskins, Buffalo Bills. 
Now the Bills are at home. They're favored by nine and a half. Um, look, I get this. I understand why, but this one scares the hell out of me. I think this is a big number here because again, now you got to think that the Buffalo Bills are really going to put somebody away. And they've struggled since the bye. They came out of the bye. They kind of struggled a little bit with the Dolphins in the first half of that game. They struggled, obviously, last week against the Eagles. Yeah, this is, should be a get-right game. I don't know if it's a get-right by nine-and-a-half game. So I'm going to go on the other side of this one, too. I think the Redskins are – I think they can cover this. I really do. <clears throat> Mike, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, they can run the ball, which is what you need to do against Buffalo. And you know you're going to get a lot of Adrian Peterson. He's looked good since Callahan's taken over. Well, I actually, think they wait can... a minute. Hold on. Let me. I think I misspoke here. We are getting Haskins for this game now, right? Correct. Has uh, he been it's still up starter? in the air. I think okay. it's. Let unknown. me put the yeah. caveat in there. If Haskins starts this game, give me the Bills and whatever the over is. I don't care what I, I. I don't care what it is because he's going to make so many mistakes. I think that the nine and a half will go out the window. Don't worry about it. It's fine. If it's anybody else but Haskins, I think that the Redskins cover this number so i just want to make sure i'm covering myself there because we're still kind of waiting for the definitive here as we're recording this so if it's haskins i just worry about a pick six i just worry about a fumble i worry about a turnover and next thing you know forget that nine and a half it's blown out of the water so that's an easy easy cover for the bills with haskins yeah callahan said that he's still optimistic that keenan can play i agree if it's haskins it's a disaster there'll be interceptions all over the place but if it's keenan they could manage the game they can run the ball in the bills Bill's a little shaken up by that home loss to the Eagles. I think they'll, they'll come out ready to go here. Uh, if it's Haskins, then I think it's going to be Bills by 20. But if it's Keenum, could be a low-scoring game, and I, I think that's a lot of points. Yeah. All right. Uh, the number is 37 in this one. Again, this has a lot to do with who's playing quarterback. If Keenum's playing quarterback, I think you can go with the over here. I do. I think, actually, you can get there. Um, if Haskins, this becomes difficult because – uh, Buffalo could score a lot and then not, you know, the Redskins not do anything, in which case that becomes a very got 27-7 kind of a game maybe. Maybe you can get that out of it. I don't know if it's even that much. So what's your feelings on this number? I don't have a good feel for this one. I'm going to back away from this. I know it's kind of tempting because it's so low, but where do you feel low this one is? I'll take the over either way. I think Keenum can put some points up there if he plays I like the over with Keenum. Yeah, I agree. And with if it's there. Haskins, I think the Bills defense is going to get defensive touchdowns. I know you can't predict them. I get it. It's random, but I think they cause enough chaos here and they, they get short fields and they can produce. So I, I do think this is a big Devin Singletary game, by the way. So I'll take I the over so. either way. That'd be great. Can we get that? Can we get a big Devin Singletary game? Can that happen finally? Ugh. Him and Montgomery, I'll tell you, man, it's so frustrating every week. Every week you want somebody to do something. And then finally Montgomery does something and he's on my bench everywhere. Ugh. Detroit Lions are underdogs in Oakland. This is kind of curious because I know Oakland's played pretty well. I give the I think Oakland's one of the better, if not the best under 500 team in the NFL right now. But I think the Lions are just a better football team. And I think the Lions right now with, with uh, Stafford playing so well, I don't think they have any possible matchup for Kenny Galladay. Chris and I talked about it on yesterday's DFS show about Danny Amendola basically becoming Julian Edelman in the last two weeks in this offense, especially since there's no running game to speak of. And that's how they are now running the football is short passes to Danny Amendola. And I think that's going to create a lot of problems for the Raiders. I like the Raiders. Raiders are played well. Uh, the number is huge. It's 50 and a half. I actually think this can go over. But at the same time, for me, Mike, I actually think that the Lions here uh, win this game outright. So I think the wrong team's favored. I can't go against the Raiders after seeing them compete in five consecutive road games. I can't. I, they should have beat Houston last week, which, by the way, which is another support in my mind for Jacksonville. 
So they're playing well. Offensive line a little banged up. Center's going to be out, but Incognito sliding over to center. I think they're going to score points. They're going to be happy to be home. Darius Slay, what's going on with him? Is he le- is he leaving? Is he not? Are they holding? Know. Is this a Jalen Ramsey situation? So the uh, the Lions defense can be run on. They've been terrible. Josh Jacobs has been incredible. He's the most elusive running back in the NFL right now. I like the points. I like a high scoring game. I'm going to take the Raiders. I- I've just gone against them so much. I don't think they're good. They go and they beat the Colts on the road. They almost be Houston on the road. And yeah, defense- but wouldn't it be still Raiders like to do all that and then go yes, home and try to get the home game and spit the bit against the Lions? I-, I have no comeback to that answer. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I'm going to take the Raiders, but yes, it would be very right, We're going to split on this one. I'm going to take the Lions here because I just think the Lions have played so tough because you want to talk about a team that's better than their record too. The Lions are definitely that team. The Lions should have more wins. They should have a winning record. They should have a W against Green Bay. You could argue they should have a W against that Kansas City game too. Um, so I'll take the Lions in this one. I'll take the over with the Lions of the two and a half here. I think that's – and even if Oakland squirts out a victory, uh, that'll – I think they can still uh, – cover this number here all right so uh tampa bay buccaneers are four and a half point underdogs going into seattle now look i am tired of hearing about how the seattle seahawks building is so tough to play in because it doesn't look that tough anymore they almost lost week one to the Bengals. preach they joe the preach they lost to the ravens enough for the 12th man is dead okay enough with the 12th man unless the 12th man is is playing linebacker i don't want to hear it I don't want to hear it anymore. I'm over it. I'm done. Now, that being said, I'm sure Winston's going to hand them this game. <laughs> so I here's here's where I'm at. I think four and a half is a lot because I worry about garbage time with Winston. Those receivers, anytime Mike Evans or Godwin touches the ball, you know something good can happen. So that concerns me a bit. Seattle will win this football game, but I think I'm going to take the Bucks with the points here in the four and a half. I just, I think that's a lot. If this was three and a half, three, I wouldn't do it. Four and a half, I think that's a little bit of a cushion there. I'm going to go that way because Seattle just has not impressed me. And the one thing that Seattle wants to do is run the football. And that's the one thing Tampa's really, really good at is stopping the run. They're number one overall against the run. So, Mike, am I crazy or what? No, totally agree. Lockstep here. Seattle's defense, we don't know what it is. Look at who they've played so far. Almost lost to Andy Dalton. They go on the road against Kyler Murray. Jared Goff lights him up for 29 points. They should have won that game. And that and that's a Jared Goff with a weak offensive line. Lamar Jackson shreds them. They go to Atlanta. I know Schaub came from behind there, got a backdoor cover. But I don't know if we're ready to say the Seahawks defense is at that level. You know that Tampa's run defense will show up. They have a very, very strong run defense, number one in the NFL. That doesn't mean Russell Wilson can't go bananas. It means he can. But I think it's a close game. I think the points are too much. Do I think Seattle will win? Yes, probably. But I agree. It's too many points here. I, you, I think James Winston's going to show up. He's usually up and down, up and down. This could be a good game for him. And Chris Godwin's due to have a big bounce back here. Too many weapons for Tampa. Agreed. Numbers 52 and a half. So you like the over here? Over. Big over yeah, here. A lot of I points going to be scored in this game. Yeah, between this game and the last one with the with the Lions and the, and the Raiders, you're going to have a lot of points scored. Yeah, agreed. And look, I just... I'm just tired of it. Everyone, the, like everyone's just so, oh, it's Seattle. Well, no, it's like talking about the Ravens defense the way they used to be. Like, this is not the world we're living in. It's 2019. Things are different. Okay. Uh, Cleveland Browns versus Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos, three and a half point uh, home dogs here with Brandon Allen playing quarterback. Um, I think this is the beginning of the Cleveland Browns starting to have a better second half of the season. I think this is the beginning of it. I think it starts here against the Broncos. I worry about their ability to move the chains with Brandon Allen. Yeah, Brandon Allen could have one of these. Oh, my God, look at this debut. Nobody saw this coming. Sure, anything could happen. 
I just don't think it's a smart investment. Give me the Cleveland Browns, three and a half. I think they win this game by a touchdown. I really do. And uh, I think this is kind of the end of the Broncos season. They fold up the tents. It's over. It's done. Uh, Give me the Browns. Mike, are you coming with me on the Browns bandwagon here? Jumping on. I can't. First of all, people, you always fade the public. So Baker Mayfield, not as bad as everyone thinks he is. They just want to hate on him because he's arrogant. Fine. He also played the 49ers and the Patriots back-to-back weeks. Okay. I'm I'm banking on him uh, coming back. I just can't bet on Brandon Allen, Joe. I can't. I mean, Brandon Allen, I mean, his preseason stats aren't even good. He's not good. I, I can't do it. I think uh, The thing I love here is the under because, you know, Denver's defense is going to be solid. They're going to hold the quarterback to an under, not a QB1 performance. And Brandon Allen's going to be tough. So I, I like the under. I'm with you. I'll take the Browns here. I can't go. They're going to have to run the ball down the throat. No Emmanuel Sanders anymore. Deshaun Hamilton's on the side of a milk carton. Just a low-scoring, boring game. I'll take the Browns. <laughs> oh, that's a good line. All right, the number's 39. So, tricky, that's for sure. I mean, I, I think the Broncos could probably muster 10, 13 at the most. So, can the then the Browns do enough to go get this to the over? How low can you go? I'll take the under. Under. All right, very good. Uh, next one, <clears throat> last game of the 4 o'clock slate. It's the Green Bay Packers at the Chargers. Should I just uh, take it from here? That, I have nothing uh, to say in this game. Whatever you say, I agree with. All right, yeah. so here you go. So here we go, boys and girls. The Chargers at home. There's no such thing as a home field advantage for the Chargers anymore. It's gone. It's dead. There will be a ton because a ton of Green Bay Packer fans there because the Packers have a national following just the way the Steelers did. And that's what's going to happen in this game. Just like I told you a couple weeks ago when the Steelers were in there, you're going to see a bunch of cheeseheads. It's going to be a Green Bay home slash road game for them. The Packers are favored by three and a half. They just fired their offensive coordinator. Nobody knows who's calling the plays. I don't know. Could be Phillip Rivers. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Don Coriel can come back and call some plays. I have no idea. Forget about it. Uh, Green Bay Packers win this one easy. It's three and a half. They're going to blow. They're going to double this at least. It's going to be more than a touchdown, I think, for them. So Green Bay, easy victory, uh, easy cover for them. Uh, and the number is 47. I'm going to go over for this one as well. So I think the 47 is easy because the Chargers will score a couple. You know, the Chargers are the Chargers. They'll get their 21 or whatever it is. But I think the Packers are going to put up 31 easily here. So that's I agree. Take. Listen, I, as much as I joke, I do agree with everything you're saying. I, I, they're going to have Packers on the road here. Rodgers on the road is going to be ready to go. Do I think the Chargers will be better uh, now they have Okun back? Yeah. And, I, you know, whenever you fire the offensive coordinator, sometimes you get a little bonus there. So I'll take the over just because I think some points are going to be scored, but not enough to get me off the Packers mark. I agree with you. And you are the Charger Whisperer. So I, I am the Charger Whisperer, baby. Okay, we got the two primetime games. Sunday Night Football, this is the game. If you're a football fan, you got to want to love watching this game. Uh, hopefully it does not disappoint in terms of entertainment value. New England Patriots traveling to Baltimore. Baltimore, three-point three uh, underdogs at home. I think that's right. I think that's a good number. Um, it's a number as a Patriot person who watches the Patriots a lot. I'm telling you right now, uh, the Patriots are going to win this football game. Now, the number is three. They're going to win it by more than a field goal. That's where it gets tricky because whenever the Patriots play good opponents, they tend to be very close kind of field goal-esque kind of games. Just go look historically. That's kind of what they are. However, this is the first time Lamar Jackson is facing the Patriots. It's the first time, and Bill Belichick has always schemed very well against rushing quarterbacks, no matter how good they are, and he is exquisite. Don't get me wrong. I have nothing but respect. I'm a big Lamar Jackson fan. I thought in the draft he should have gone way before he did. That being said, they're going to throw some blitz packages at him that he ain't seen before. They do have a player in Jamie Collins that can actually spy the quarterback. 
And not a lot of teams have that kind of player. And Collins has played very well this year. So for me, I actually think the Patriots with the three is comfortable. Give me the pats on the road. I'm okay with that. And no, I am not one of these people that sees the world through red, white, and blue glasses with the Patriots. I'm very realistic. And everything I'm telling you is what I've seen for the last 20 years of watching Bill Belichick coach. So give me the pats on the road with the three. I think they uh, actually at the very least cover the three, but I think this one's comfortable. How about you there, uh, Mike? What I love about Pats fans is they'll tell you their objective and then they never pick against the Pats. So basically, well, they what's, think, the, what's the what's the just just got a curiosity. What's the record? <laughs> uh, well, how many times have they gone undefeated in a season once? So they do lose. And it they doesn't do. mean if they lose that they're not going to win the Super Bowl. They have gotten destroyed at Kansas City when people were wondering on Monday night if Brady was actually going to have to retire. They also couldn't stop Tony Sperano and Ronnie Brown with the Wildcat at home. Yeah, they oh, even get... last year. Listen, uh, the right, one they game can I will always tell you, what do I tell you? And I, I think we did this earlier in the year, too. Um, Tom Brady does not play well in the heat. Last year, they went down there and crapped the bed against Jacksonville. And the other loss last year was where? Miami, right? He does not play well in warm weather. It's not his bag, okay? So I will be the first person. Again, I'm, I've got all the data here from all these years of watching this football team. I'm telling you, everybody's super excited about Lamar Jackson, and you should be. But I'm telling you right now, they're going to make him throw the ball to beat the Patriots. And the way the secondary is played, I don't think that's the way towards a, a win for the Ravens. We'll see. This is my opinion. It's based in a lot of fact. And yeah, you make a good point. Us Patriot fans are obnoxious. You're hundred well, percent. What, what, <laughs> what I don't understand is, and I, I have several Patriot fans. I have an, my brother-in-law is a Patriot fan. I mean, family parties are lethal, no, but terrible. folks, everyone's betting New England. The line opened at New England minus six and a half. The money and the bets came in on New England and Vegas dropped the line. That's what happened. I think the Ravens give them their first loss. It doesn't mean they're not going to win another Super Bowl. I just think at some point they're going to lose. I don't think it's going to be at home to Dallas. So this is John Harbaugh, who obviously is not Bill Belichick. But by the way, he has an excellent record coming off of buys and, and long rests. Him, Andy Reid, and Bill Belichick. Reid is the best. Belichick and Harbaugh are tied. I don't think you can blitz Lamar Jackson because if you do that and it gets by you, he's gone. They're going to play man on the outside. Marlon Humphrey has been fantastic this year. I expect him to go on Edelman. They should get Jimmy Smith back. They also have Marcus Peters, who's played well. I think it's a bad matchup. I think Brandon Williams is going to get pressure there and prevent that run. I think they will blitz Brady, which is you have to get pressure on him. I love the Ravens in this game. I love the Ravens to win. It doesn't mean that the Patriots won't go 15-1. and one. It's just they're going to lose at some point. And really, they haven't played a lot of great quarterbacks. They haven't. Their defense is still the best. I'm going to take the Ravens. I will certainly take the points. And Vegas is with me because people are pounding. the. No one's pounding Lamar Jackson. I, I get it that people like Lamar Jackson, but they're still betting on the undefeated Patriots with a legendary defense. So I'll go the other way. I, I can't wait for this game. You make but sense uh, in terms of, of where things are at with Vegas. You're absolutely 100% right. The way you make money with this game is that way. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, 27-17, that's the, uh, that's the score in this game. Lock Got it up. It. Got it. Lock okay. it up. Yeah. So Fair. give me the over <laughs> based, on, <laughs> based on that. Yeah, the over-under, I don't want to touch, but I, I I don't know. I agree. They make Lamar Jackson throw. This could be a disaster. But I also think that the Patriots got to stop the Ravens' run game. 
that's the one too that I have to see here. So it's going to be very close. Their secondary is fantastic, but I do think that Lamar Jackson and the Ravens get it done here and give the Patriots their first. Actually, ball. if it's 27 17, they fall one point short. So I guess I'm in the under <laughs> category there. So I apologize there. Math is not my strong suit, I guess. All right, last one here. Another uh, big game here Dallas Cowboys traveling to New York again, where last time they were in that building, things did not work out well <laughs> against the stupid Jets. And here we go. Now they get the stupid Giants next. So the Giants here are seven-point underdogs at home. You know, this was tricky. This is a tricky game because I feel like the Giants are going to get up for this game. Daniel Jones played pretty well last week, but I don't know what Daniel Jones is going to show up. I feel like, you know, on the road, he seems to show up at home so far. He's not been thrilling. So Cowboys, last time they traveled this building, things did not work out well. Do you think this is an easy cover for the Cowboys? Or do you think this is another upset special waiting to happen? If the Cowboys didn't lose to the Jets already at the Meadowlands, I think they could get caught napping here. I don't think it's going to happen this time. Their defense is playing very well. They added Michael Bennett, right? I, I mean, and listen, the Patriots get rid of him. It's frustrating, but we have seen Chandler Jones do all right. So I don't think that the Cowboys are losing twice in the Meadowlands. I don't. And I think they're going to be focused and ready to go. I agree. I just think that the Giants maybe play a good first half and the Cowboys open up in the second half. So how do you feel about the seven? Do you think that uh, the Giants can cover this? Uh, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it. I, I think the Cowboys win by 10 points here. I think they get the offense right. They're coming off a bye. Should be healthy. Cooper. Gallup, a lot of weapons. Uh, Jason Witten, by the way, always scores against the Giants for some odd reason. So, yeah, I'll give the points. All right. And uh, the number's 48. Where are you at with that, Mike? That's yeah, a high number. So, I mean, to lose, you know, let's see, 24, 21, 27, 24, somewhere around there. I'd lean the over if I had to, but I don't think it's going to go over by a lot. So it's probably a stay away. All right. That brings us to that time again. It's time for upset specials. And Mike Randall and I were two for two last week. So we are back on the horse. Oh, my goodness. We've been good. We have given you an upset special every single week, but one. One week we got shut out. Other than that, we've had as many almost uh, two for weeks as we've had 50%. So we're pretty rocking this upset special. So this week, Mike Randall, I am going to uh, go somewhere very familiar here. Uh, so something we've already talked about on this uh, program already on the podcast today. And I'm going to go with those Detroit Lions the plus two and a half against the Oakland Raiders. I know Raiders should finally get back home. Everything should be great. And that's exactly what I think things go away for you. And you're using logic in the NFL. You throw it out the window. Stafford's played very well. They do not have an answer in that secondary for Kenny Galladay. Danny Amendola's played very well. He's healthy today. And that's long enough to hopefully uh, go out there and beat the Oakland Raiders. And I just don't think at the end of the day, a shootout with Matt Stafford is going to lead to a Raiders victory. So give me the Detroit Lions and the two and a half. Mike Randall, where are you going for your upset special this week? You're really good with the Lions too. So that, that's a pretty good one. Everybody should pay attention. Uh, it, eight no with the Chargers too, by the way. Eight no. Char Chargers and Lions. That's just a crazy pairing. I know. It's what so a, profitable. And and when they played, I got that one right. <laughs> that's exactly. I know. I never read it. Was, it was, that was that week one? Was that the week one game? Uh, I think it was I week remember. two. It was oh, week, week two. Yeah, two. Yeah, it was yeah. early on. I did, it was definitely early for sure. There's two places I can go here. I I could have went to Jacksonville. I really that's could where I thought you were going. I no, really I am gonna stay true to form. I'm shoving my chips in the middle. I don't hedge. I really think this is a bad matchup for the Patriots. I do. I I expect 
Ingram, Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, they'll take away Andrews. I think it's a low-scoring game. I think the defenses show up, and I like that it's at Baltimore. I'm going to go with the Ravens as the upset special. I like the points especially here. I will take the Ravens and the points to keep it close. That's where I'm going to go. The other one was Jacksonville, but I'm staying with Baltimore here. At the cornerbacks, the secondary, all the moves the Ravens made is because they want to be the Patriots. And John Harbaugh's coming off the extra rest. I think it lines up here. I'll take the Ravens as my upset special. All right, there you have it. So you can follow us on the Twitter machine at JoePizzaPia17, at Randall Rant, at Star App, and of course at Star NFL. Just want to remind everybody, if you love the show, because I know you do, because we're fun, and we're, you know, we're bringing you money every week. Again, what's better than that? I don't know. What more do you need out of life? Fun. We're free. We win you money. I don't know. All those things add up to you subscribing to this show and giving us a five-star review. I mean, if we're putting money in your pocket, you know, a little click, bada-bing, there you go. Boom. Five stars. Everybody wins. Everybody's happy. And, uh, you know, we got a great weekend of football, some great primetime games too. Very excited. Cowboys, Giants, and, of course, the Pats, Ravens there. Some really fun games there. You got a London game. If you live on the East Coast, you got football wall-to-wall from 9.30 in the morning all the way till 11.30 at night. So that's a pretty good day. If you're on the West Coast, you got to set your alarm a little earlier. But, uh, you know, I like the morning football, personally. As an East Coast person, I like the London game. I love it. Coffee, breakfast, and a little bit of the football. How about you? Absolutely. Totally yeah. agree. Coffee, nothing's better. Nothing better. A little coffee there. Everybody's little happy. crumb cake. little crumb oh, cake. Oh, there you go. Yeah, crumb cake's important because you got to have the right ratio. You got to have the fair, like you got to have the ratio. Heavy of the crumb, crumb. the heavy, heavy crumb. See, there you go. It's like a two to one ratio of the crumb to the cake. You get two to one, right? Somewhere in there, maybe three fifths. I don't know. <laughs> hey, to, you're, to you're quote Jimmy Garoppolo, guy. to quote Jimmy Garoppolo, you got it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, we're going to head out. It's time to break the huddle. The pre-snap is over. There's nothing left for us to do now except set down. Win. You've been listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast Weekly Wagering Show, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a rating, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from wagering experts Joe Pizapia and Mike Randall.